0: Thanks, Scott Shannon, and thanks to all of you for being with us. Our toll-free number we hope you'll call is 800 941 Sean. if you want to be a part of this extravaganza. Uh, We do have attorneys generals fighting back on the issue of energy reopening the Keystone XL pipeline and the broad powers of the radical New Green Deal socialist Biden um, agenda. Um, to get the courts to step in and stop a, an appeals court ruling that would give pretty much the EPA unilateral and unlimited authority to regulate everything in everyday life, which would be an unmitigated disaster for every American citizen. Unbelievable. Now, I'm beginning to believe that everybody's right here. The timing of this is odd because we've been now saying, okay, why the conflicting messages from the CDC? Now the CDC gets exposed as as basically taking written talking points from the teachers unions and, and using that as their policy rather than following the science, which we always get like, follow the science, follow the science, follow the science. OK, um, and, and now we've got resistance emerging and The CDC says, OK, you can take your mask off. Now, some people don't want to take their mask off. I'm like. I'll be, listen, I'll even raise my hand. I'm going to kind of miss that bit, little bit of anonymity that I've had. And, and the one good thing to come out of what is a horrific time for the world, it's terrible. I never really, I didn't really bother me to wear the mask that much. It just didn't. And I know other people have very strong feelings about it. It certainly has hurt our kids, especially, you know, look at Florida. They've been open for schools for kids in person learning since August. And, and now we even have Nancy Pelosi. And, and Andrew Cuomo, they're not even going to abide by the CDC guideline. We had a funny moment, or relatively funny, where Eric Swalwell still would like to learn a little more about Fang Fang and his uh, special relationship as he stays on the House Intel Committee. Anyway, according to a senior staff writer with The Hill, a spokesman, uh, Nick Dyer, Uh, has said, you know, that he told Swalwell, Biden says you can take your mask off. Swalwell confronts this guy, Dyer, getting in the guy's face. You don't tell me what to effing do. Another verbal altercation happening in the House uh, with Swalwell. Okay, well, he was just informing Swalwell what the science is telling us. We got Jill Biden saying that she feels naked when not wearing a mask. She literally said this. She said it, joked uh, yesterday when she said she felt naked without a mask in observance of the new government guidelines uh, when she arrived in West Virginia on a flight with Democratic Senator Joe Manchin. Manchin told report, by the way, they're courting Manchin. Watch for the, watch Manchin begin to buckle. I'm telling you, it's coming. I've seen this, this movie before. I know how it ends. So anyway, the official CDC recommendation, the timing of which is interesting and I'll get to it in a minute, is that people fully vaccinated can ditch their masks indoors uh with physical distancing I, and I don't even know cuz none of this made any sense. It's about damn time that, that that they followed the science. They they haven't been following the science. They've just been lecturing us on following the science. CBS's Gail King says apparently she's taken off her mask outdoors and she says she gets these judgmental looks and side eye, as she calls it, for not wearing her mask outdoors in New York. You know, the, the great flip-flopping Fauci, you know, you know, people are being stopped on the streets by the mask police all over the place. Now, something I, I, it's inexplicable to me. And I actually went and I did a little bit of research and, I'm trying to get to the bottom of this for you today because we now have eight New York Yankees. Eight. That's a lot of people, a lot of Yankees that have been fully vaccinated that have now contracted the virus. And it's it's not the biggest number in the world, but the numbers are there. And I think it's fairly dramatic. We now have eight separate cases with the New York Yankees are fully vaccinated people. Now I went to the CDC website and this is as of, I think yesterday and total number of fully vaccinated infections reported is 9,245, 5,877, 63% are, are women people aged 60 years or more. You know, it's about 4,000, thousand two hundred and forty five eight hundred and thirty five hospitalizations and one hundred and thirty two deaths these are people fully vaccinated bill maher of his show real time he tested positive and he was fully vaccinated also and thankfully i think most of the yankees and bill maher feel are asymptomatic he says he feels fine um it, it doesn't instill a lot of confidence. The only thing you have to look at is the t- tens and the hundreds of millions of doses now, I guess, worldwide that have gone out, and it's not a common phenomenon, but it is a phenomenon. And uh anyway, the new mass di- guidelines are out there, and you know now some people, GOP lawmakers, after the week that Joe Biden has had, which has been an unmitigated disaster, people are asking, well. What's the deal? Why make this announcement now? Is it a means of distracting the public and just holding the public, holding this information back? And how long have they been holding it back for? Because the CDC has already proven itself to be politicized with the teachers unions. Anyway, we have from Freedom Caucus, Andy Biggs is out there saying, while the new mass guidance is encouraging, the CDC and far radical left colleagues only chose to do this to distract from the consequences of their catastrophic policy decisions that have been heard around the world. Anyway, side note, according to The New York Times, apparently Biden is prone to outbursts laced with profanity. Apparently, those trips are often difficult for advisors who are peppered with sometimes obscure questions. Avoiding Mr. Biden's ires uh, during one of these decision-making seminars means not only going Beyond the vague talking points that he will reject, but also steering clear of responses laced with acronyms or too much policy minutiae, which will prompt an outburst of frustration, often laced with profanity. Looks like Joe, if he doesn't get his hot cocoa in his sippy cup in, the, in his afternoon nappies, and, you know, pretty cranky apparently. You know, but just a week ago, Jen Circleback Saki was talking about, uh, well, he just does it as he wears the mask as an extra precaution. Dr. Fauci warning kids still have to wear masks when playing with friends. Well, what if everybody if everybody around them is vaccinated? Why? Andrew Cuomo says that New York will not follow the CDC guidance and ditch masks as he claims he's going to rely on the science. Well, that's what the science is saying, Andrew You're such a genius the last time you went rogue and put old people in nursing homes and were forgoing the free beds that were built and manned with all the PPE and all the ventilators you needed with Donald Trump. Because you left thousands of those beds empty and and sent the most vulnerable population to be amongst the most vulnerable population, knowing that that, that that was probably the dumbest thing to do. But they did it anyway. I mean, it's sad to see how how people have made the wrong decisions here. And then they just double down on stupid. Anyway, see, a little bit of covid sense has broken out here. All of a sudden, good sense has broken out. So is it a surprise? Who knows? I don't know. We'll let you decide. Comrade de Blasio is out there offering free uh, hamburgers and french fries where's he getting them from shake shack or i forget which five guys i don't i don't know which place shake shack okay i hear they're great burgers i don't think i've tried that one they're the best jason is saying in my ear you like them better than in and out burger
1: i've never had in and out burger all i know is shake shack when you have a shake some fries and a double smoke shack you're not eating for at least 12 hours Really? That good, huh? Oh, they're that good. I think they're the best. They're expensive,
2: but it's worth it.
0: Look, one of the reasons people are saying that the, it's, this is too coincidental is, you know, Biden still refuses to say if he knew the Colonial Pipeline paid $5 million to these hackers to get the pipeline back online. Nobody's gotten a straight answer out of him. Because I'm not allowed to answer questions. They won't let me. They get mad when I answer questions because I sound like such a dope. on
3: the ransom? Were you briefed on the fact that the company did pay the ransom?
0: I have no comment on that. Thank you. I have no comment on whether or not you are briefed about paying ransom to get our energy sector back online. That would be an important question, Joe. Next important question have you called Vladimir and said Vladimir, you better get your hackers under control this is what the cost is going to be are you are you willing to even step up a little bit besides the weak? yeah Israel has the right to defend itself and and by the way, Joe, why are you and Schumer and Pelosi why are you all silent as Israel bombarded with more than fifteen hundred rockets and you got the anti-semitic wing of the democratic party ripping israel that is the victim of the this ongoing unprovoked attacks against it i mean thank god for the iron dome the media mom pretends not to notice but joe biden nancy pelosi chuck schumer they don't lift a finger they're going to respond to ocasio cortez and congresswoman talib and congresswoman omar and others And their comments about Israel and Congresswoman Presley, Netanyahu, says Hamas is going to pay a heavy price. They need to pay a heavy price. And now that they fired their 1,500 rockets, uh, doesn't mean that it's time that this conflict stops. Israel has every right to prevent this from happening again at this point. And on top of it, you got a Palestinian terror leader thanking Iran for funds. For funding the rockets used to pound Tel Aviv, uh, and Joe wants to open up negotiations and, and pay what? How many how many billions more to the Iranian mullahs that chant death to Israel, death to America? Monies that get in the hands of terror groups like Hezbollah and Hamas, whose charter calls for the destruction of Israel. Israeli troops now have entered the Gaza Strip. Good, they have a right to fight back. And to stop this from happening ever again. And they should. And uh, I see that a coalition is now building around Prime Minister Netanyahu. Because, well, frankly, he's the guy you want in charge at times like this. You know, this this has not been a good week for Biden. And now the CDC just magically comes out with some good news that people will pay attention to. We see what's happening with the hacking. No plan on whether he knew about the ransom. No plan to stop it from, the fut- from happening in the future. We see Israel's attack. Tepid support from Biden. Nobody condemning the, the virulent anti-Semitism of some Democrats in Congress. We see that China and Russia is providing arms to Iran. Being shipped to Yemen for another proxy war in the Middle East. Joe does nothing, says nothing on that either. He gets a pound. I'm not allowed to answer questions. They're not going to let me. They get mad. They get mad at me when we answer questions. Oh, I'm sorry to be a burden, Joe. I know. It's getting aggravating, this job. All you want is your warm milk and your sippy cup and and an early night-night time. Sad. So we have the DHS Secretary, Mayorkas, who won't recognize the obvious. It's a crisis at the border of their own making. Um, actually testified to the Senate yesterday and said that the Biden border crisis—it's actually all Donald Trump's fault. Now let's give a few quick numbers. We nearly had—we had a record month of nearly 200,000, almost 180,000 people enter this country illegally just in the month of April. These numbers came out earlier this week. Now that is a 20-plus a year high. That was even higher than the record 20 year plus record set in march that's almost a half a million in two months and these are not the busy months nobody is getting sent back biden builds more cages in the middle of a pandemic there's no health check There's no background check there's there's no checking whether people have the means to provide for themselves while here and they They're the ones that got rid of the building of the wall construction, which they might start because they're being pressured in one small sector. But Mayorkas literally insisting the surge of juvenile migrants happened under Trump. Now, one hundred and eighty thousand this month. How many did we have last year at this time in April? Seventeen thousand. So he's just a liar on top of everything else. Just like they're lying that it's not a crisis. Just that, like, they're lying that infrastructure actually means childcare and pre K uh, uh, schooling and, and, and free college is, is all infrastructure. Everything's infrastructure. None of it is. Rob Portman was astonished. I'm not able to sit up here and not comment on the idea that somehow this is Donald Trump's fault. Ron Johnson, I've got a chart total apprehensions at the border, and it shows quite clearly. It's galling, quite honestly, to hear that this is a crisis inherited. It was not. They're the ones that got rid of the stay in Mexico policy. They're the ones that brought back catch and release. They're the ones that stopped the building of the border wall. I mean, good grief. It's not even a state of denial. It's just outright lying. All right, when we come back, the misery index is back. I'll explain all right, 25 to the top of the hour, Eight hundred nine four one. Sean, if you want to be a part of the program. Um, over at the American Thinker, um, they reminded us all how the media used to chronicle the failures of Republican presidents by invoking, quote, the misery index. Many of you may not have heard of this. If not, uh, I am really old because it was a very common term for a long time. The misery index is the sum of the current seasonally adjusted unemployment plus the current inflation rate. Remember, inflation jumped 4.2%. That is frightening. That means inflated prices. That means you pay more. Look at the price of lumber. Look at the price of other goods at Home Depot and Lowe's. And look at the prices in your grocery store. Corn, corn prices through the roof. Soybean prices through the roof. Pretty much everything you pay for now is costing you more, and you're getting hit on two fronts. Not only on the inflationary side, but also on the cost of delivering goods to market, most of which come by 18-wheelers that are out there every day, and everything you buy in every store you go to likely got there by a truck. Now, trucking companies are not going to make less money per mile. That's not how their businesses are run. Truck drivers are not going to take less money per load. And they've got their own issues because they, too, are impacted by inflation. So the high gas prices, diesel prices in this case, one guy told me is about 100 bucks more per fill up every time. It's getting serious. And this was happening before the Colonial Pipeline hacking that took place. Anyway, so the misery index is the sum of the current seasonally adjusted unemployment plus the current inflation rate. Jimmy Carter used the misery index in his 1976 presidential campaign against Gerald Ford. 1975, almost two years before the election, it was a whopping 19.9 percent. Since Joe Biden is at the helm, the misery index is on a dramatic rise, and now it's up to 10.3 percent. Half the equation, inflation, again, up 4.2 percent. That is the highest number, according to the Labor Department, in 12 years. The largest gain since September 2008, and a number that is well above what was anticipated by Wall Street and others. April seasonally adjusted civilian unemployment, 6.1%. Why? Because they're paying too much in unemployment benefits, and people are being paid more to stay home. That's why states like now we have, I think, six or eight states now that have joined South Carolina, Florida and others saying we don't want the extra unemployment benefit. Just like the big blue state bailout, you know, Republican states, they're, they're literally trying to put strings and attach them to them. So that states that take any federal COVID relief money that we all know isn't COVID relief money. That somehow, they're not allowed, they're forbidden from raising, uh, lower, sorry, forbidden from lowering taxes. Now we've got states like New York, New Jersey, Gavin Newsom out there in California writing checks to illegal immigrants. And about two-thirds of people in California are going to be getting a check from Gavin. Sounds an awful lot like vote buying in the lead-up to this vote on whether or not he should be recalled. Bill Clinton and, and they, they kind of and Democrats in the in the day they kind of changed the inflation calculation to reduce the effect of food and fuel prices, conveniently keeping the inflation rate low during the Clinton years. That's sort of like them redefining the word infrastructure or emergency aid for COVID. They just make it up to be whatever they want it to be. So imagine if those costs were more represented in the current inflation number. Because you got some of the prices over the past year. When you look at the Bureau of Labor Statistics, gas is up 51 percent. Bacon. I love bacon. Thick cut bacon. Oscar Mayer, preferably. That's up 11 percent. Fruits and vegetables. They're up about 7 percent. Used cars and trucks. They're up 22 percent. Government's raising prices. I think they make more per pack of, of, of sold cigarettes than tobacco companies that's up almost 10% airline fares are up 10% and look at this lumber prices are 130% more than they were just a year ago so watch for the misery index because that's going to happen on top of that we've got consumer confidence you know when if you want to look at the real economic news university of michigan survey consumer sentiment dropped a full 6.2% from the final april read just a few weeks earlier To a score of 82.8, economists, they had had forecast again 90.3 to 88. Consumer confidence in May, that tumbled due to the higher inflation. People know when they're paying more money for goods and services. People know when they fill up their tank that they're paying more. You have even a former Obama economist warning that Biden's inflation is worse than he thought. Former Treasury Secretary Lawrence Summers said uh, today that inflation is going up even faster than he predicted, pushing back against this phony, rosy economic outlook by Janet Yellen and the Fed and, and the Biden White House. I was worried. I was on the worried side about inflation, and it's all moved much faster, much sooner than I predicted. That has to make us all nervous going forward. You think should make everybody nervous. And you have White House, their economic advisor, literally blaming the bad April jobs report on Easter is one problem. Easter was in March. Easter wasn't in April. Uh, I mean, give me a break. The bad. She's saying that the bad jobs report on Easter being in March, but Easter, I'm sorry, was in April. I, I mixed it up. I got it right now. Sorry about that. Federal jobless benefits of 300 bucks, an impediment to full economic recovery in Ohio, according to their lieutenant governor. If you look from inflation to jobs, to the border, to what's happening in the Middle East, what's happening with Hamas, what's happening to our ally Israel, what's happening with China and Russia providing arms to Iran to fight another proxy war in the Middle East. Rising gas prices, none of it's good. If you want to look at 72% of gas stations in North Carolina still do not have any gas at all. In D.C., it's 86%. In Virginia, it's 53%. Maryland, 42%. Florida, 30%. South Carolina, 52%. Georgia, 51%. Now we're also being told these gas shortages could last for weeks despite the Colonial Pipeline restart, according to some experts. Quote this from Yahoo Finance Live. Situation spiraled out of control. It's kind of like a game of whack-a-mole where stations fill up their inventories. Then people decimate the inventory. I don't think that's going to stop for a few weeks and then fully back to normal in three to four weeks. Got another brawl breaking out, this time at a North Carolina gas station. I don't know why. Why do people think that, you know, you have long lines. Some of them, people are waiting hours. And then you think you could just jump in front of the people and there's not going to be pissed off people behind you that have been waiting? I don't know what people are thinking. And apparently the person that cut the line spit at the driver that stood in line and did it the right way. And then a brawl broke out over gas. Good grief. And I still can't get over that Biden won't tell us if he knew whether or not they paid a ransom. I want to know if Biden knew about the ransom. I want to know why Biden is going soft on Putin, saying, oh, no, no, he wasn't involved. I'm confident. Uh, No, it wasn't Putin. I'm not so sure I believe it. And what are we going to do to stop future hacking if it was so easy this time? President Biden appears to snub charter schools on National Celebration Week. Anyways, he's been ignoring the contributions of charter schools and educating students because he's sucking up to his teacher union friends. That's why the CDC was taking dictation on kids and masks and, and in-person learning. It's pretty unbelievable. What is Linda sending me here? Oh, we got... Is it good? I haven't listened to it. How can I listen to it? When I'm, You want to try and play it?
3: Hey, he Joe just sent it to me... And I just said, I'm on the air. And he goes, I, and I know, I know. I just, it's funny. I'm, and I said, all oh, right, it's nothing to me. So I don't All know. right.
0: So why don't you, can you play it or you have to load it? Yes or no? This yeah, we can play it. Go ahead. Show. All right. Hit it. I
3: apologize. Yes, let's play it.
0: Well, great. Joe Peg's here.
4: Welcome back to the Gas Lines of 79. <laughs> Welcome back. Biden killed tons of jobs in no time With a swipe of the pen he did us in Going back to work would not be a win He's a teleprompter reader Teleprompter reader With Trump we had a leader With Trump we had a leader Good times we it's won't very get good, in, Cause actually. this guy's a puppet Welcome back Welcome back, Carters back. Welcome, back. Welcome
1: back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to a time. This is
0: really good. Border. Joe Pags gets Matters an A plus. All right, I got some stuff I got to get in here, but we'll maybe play it later in the show. Uh, very good, Joe Pags, friend of ours, friend of the program. Now I'm watching more than a hundred Republicans. Christy Todd Whitman. How many of you remember she was the governor once in New Jersey, the very liberal Republican from New Jersey? Tom Ridge, I kind of like Tom Ridge, but he was a liberal Northeast governor. So now we have more than 100 Republicans, former governors, lawmakers. They are threatening to form a third party if the GOP doesn't split from Trump. You know what my attitude is? Go ahead, leave. Leave. I don't care if the, the agenda that works for this country is the America first agenda. It is a conservative agenda. And if they want to aid and abet and assist a new green deal, socialism and foreign policy, appeasement and weakness, and Liz Cheney wants to lead the way and Liz Cheney wants to be celebrated by the very people that called her father, a war criminal that put her father's chief of staff, Scooter Libby in jail, uh, that they remember Bush and Cheney lied and people died. Does Liz remember any of that? Because I do. Liz Cheney is not
5: going to go away.
3: Um, She is going to continue to stand up for what she believes in. And as long as she is there and as long as she has a microphone, she is going to be able to, she's going to say, I'm not going to go away. Once upon a time, it was just the liberals who used to scream war criminal at Dick Cheney in public. Now it's something the whole family can enjoy. I do commend Len Cheney for her courage, for her patriotism. So all and, the uh,
0: people that hated the Cheney family, accused them of war crimes. You remember it was Bush and Cheney lied and people died. Remember that time? And who supported the surge? And who supported Scooter Libby? And who supported the scurrilous accusations of, of financial malpractice? at Halliburton and conflicts of interest well it wasn't the people that are now praising Liz Cheney and if their attitude is we're gonna pick up our toys and we're gonna go home and we're gonna leave the party and go and then they have the little preamble democracy founding ideals truth constitutional order rule of law ethical government pluralism because if, if they do fraction the party they can. They're free to do that. Then all they're going to be doing is contributing to a, the radical New Deal socialists and appeasers. Because that's where this is going to end. Now, all I do remember, because we covered it at length, John McCain was not a conservative. Nobody's better than Obama. So we supported him. We knew We knew George W. Bush was not as conservative as Reagan, but he certainly was a moderate conservative. And then he became a wartime president, was most of his presidency on a war footing. And I would argue he did an overall good job. But they hated all Republicans. Remember, the people that called Reagan an amiable dunce, that was the Republican establishment. It's the same thing. Mitt Romney, moderate Republican, now radical leftist, but far better choice than Obama. How many times are conservatives told for the good of the party, you know, we, we can't have you go in third party? Okay. And if they want to do it, then let them go help. Then they they will they will get the country that they deserve. Can't stop them. I'm not gonna beg and I'm not gonna plead with any of them. There's this certain level of sanctimony. It, it's just funny. Mitt Romney, he's praised by the people that called him a racist. He's praised by the people that refer to him as a misogynist, you know, binders of women. He's praised by the people that said he was a boarding school brat cutting the kid's hair in the middle of the playground and everything in between. You know, same thing when John McCain came out after he promised the people of Arizona one thing on health care and he he stopped it. He got back at Trump all right. We all suffered as a result of his vendetta against trump you know i'm not going to spend my time trying to convince rhino republicans that are more than willing to help advance socialism and appeasement abroad from doing what they want to do it's a free country they can do what they want but what short-term memories if they put the same passion into stopping the onslaught of socialism new green Dealism, and appeasement and iranian deals and weakness abroad we might actually get somewhere. Lower taxes, liberty, freedom, capitalism, constitution, less bureaucracy, secure borders, energy independence, constitutionalists on the bench, free market solutions for health care, peace through strength, trust but verify, law and order. It's not that hard. Choice in schools, that's what I believe in. That, that's also what Donald Trump fought for. I know you didn't like his tweets or his behavior. All right, Hour 2, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. We're going to get to our posters here in a minute. You know, one, of, one of the funniest things, when John McCain ran for president, he was asked about Rush Limbaugh, and Rush's jabs at him, and he says, well, we'd like to have everybody on board. And, you know, 2012, everybody knew John McCain was more of a rhino He called himself a moderate maverick, as he liked to refer to himself. Um, But we go through the same thing. How many times as conservatives have we been asked for the good of the country and the party? It's the lesser of two evils. We need your support. And, and, you know, conservatives then get moderate liberal rhino Republicans in office that sometimes sound more conservative in primaries, but they don't govern as such. Um, Another issue on the table is this whole idea that, You know, we we need for every single state moving forward, we need integrity in our election system. I don't know why anyone would disagree with that. we got to have confidence in the results. That's just basic common sense. I've identified the five big things I think are needed, and that would be voter ID, like you need to get into a Democratic National Convention or the white house or the capitol or to buy a six pack of beer or to buy a jewel pod or a pack of cigarettes for crying out loud you need voter id for every pretty much everything uh, the next signature verification make sure it's your signature it's not a big deal doesn't it just ensures integrity what how, how is that a bad thing then of course chain of custody you got to make sure when ballots arrive that nobody has any opportunity to tamper with them that's just basic fundamental common sense cleaning up the rolls every election to make sure that it's up to date and you don't have people getting ballots that are either no longer alive or or moved out of the area, whatever. Just basic common sense. And then in every state, pretty much, they have what are called partisan observers being allowed to observe. Simple stuff. It's not complicated. You know, Stacey Abrams, now that they're out there doing an audit, this, this is a woman that still has not acknowledged her loss in 2018. Anyway, she's out there saying Arizona election audit is a continuation of the
6: insurrection. Listen to this. When you see this so-called audit in Arizona with cell phone jammers and UV lights and conspiracy theories about bamboo ballots brought in from Asia, what is happening there?
3: It's a continuation of the big lie, but more importantly and more concerningly.
0: Let's take a trip down memory lane, shall we, Stacey Abrams, because Democrats in 2018 like yourself, for claiming the Georgia gubernatorial election was stolen from you. You claimed it. Clyburn claimed it. Beto Bozo claimed it. Judge claimed it. Kamala claimed it. Hillary claimed it. Booker claimed it. Cory Booker, Sherrod Brown, and Al Sharpton. Just just the, the very thing you're you're complaining about here.
1: I don't know if anybody who believes that Stacey Abrams did not win Georgia. It was stolen from her Uh, because of, of what you just described. We have functionally disenfranchised hundreds of thousands of our fellow Americans. But for what you just described, Stacey Abrams would be the governor of the state of Georgia right now.
7: There's a kind of cynical decision and it's happening across the country, whether it's the racially motivated patterns of voter suppression that are responsible, I think, for the fact that Stacey Abrams is not the governor of Georgia right now. We are a three-steps-forward, two-steps-back kind of country when it comes to democracy going all the way back to Reconstruction, and we've seen it right now. I don't need to tell Georgia about it. Stacey Abrams ought to be the governor of Georgia.
3: Let's say this loud and clear. Without voter suppression, Stacey Abrams would be the governor of Georgia. And you can lose the electoral college and therefore the election for these four reasons. Number one, voter suppression. We saw what happened in Georgia where Stacey Abrams should be governor of that state. I know Stacey well, she was one of my uh, really strong um, surrogates in the campaign. If she'd had a fair election, she already would have won.
1: I'm saying this uh, from a perspective where I have not been in the weeds, but I think that Stacey Abrams' election is being stolen from her using uh, uh, what I think are insidious measures to disenfranchise uh, certain groups of people.
8: If Stacey Abrams doesn't win in Georgia, they stole it. It's clear. It's clear. And I would say that publicly, it's clear. Thank Up you. next, how the Grinch stole Christmas, aka the elections down in Georgia.
0: Okay, joining us, Matt Towery, syndicated columnist, pollster, uh, Insider Advantage, John McLaughlin, pollster from McLaughlin and Associates. Thank you both for being with us. Uh, Sounds to me, uh, Matt Towery, they sound a lot like, oh, they're sounding like the very thing they say they hate about Donald Trump.
6: Of course, selected because the media decides who they're going to focus on and who they're not going to. And by the way, can we get rid of this term gaslighting, too? That's another word that's crept in recently in the politics, which I'm sick of. Um, Look, I know Georgia very, very well. There have been election problems in Georgia for many, many years. There were problems when the Democrats were in control and it hurt Republicans. Maybe there are some problems sometimes when Republicans are in control, but the fact of the matter is... Stacey probably had some issues that she brought up in 2018 that were legitimate. Trump definitely had some issues that were legitimate in Georgia this last time. No election is perfect, but uh, what you laid out, Sean, as the, in essence, the precepts of how you conduct a fair election, if we just follow what you just set forward a little earlier, that solves it. And none of those issues can possibly be argued by either side because they just make for a fair an equitable election.
0: John McLaughlin, same question.
9: Well, I, what's scary is, last year they know that they were able to enable fraud in that state with the drop boxes. They basically, uh, you know, you had drop boxes where people were ballot harvesting, and they were concentrated around Democrat counties. 12% of the vote, according to our polls, uh, voted in these drop boxes, and they overwhelmingly went three to one for the uh, uh, for the Democrats, and they couldn't produce chain of custody records. So private contractors that Mark Zuckerberg paid for through his foundation were picking up the ballots and dropping them off whenever they wanted at the Secretary of State's office the next day. You don't know where they went in between. And now the Republicans have tightened up the law, and most Georgians actually support it because it's anti-fraud, requires voter ID, and they standardized the number of days and hours, including weekends, two mandatory Saturdays, optional Sundays, So you have this liberal law that three-quarters of Georgians support for that, three-quarters of Georgians support uh, government-issued voter ID and security with uh, Social Security numbers, and also two-thirds supported the increasing of the drop boxes and the ballot security so that, you know, these boycotts in the division and the ones who are being dishonest is Stacey Abrams and the Democrats, because... They've got a pretty liberal law down there that all they did was make it more secure that the drop boxes would now be in all government offices, not just Democrat areas and not just with a... a, Open, open to the public with private contractors and, and collecting them, etc. So the government's in charge of the drop boxes, and there, there will be ballot watchers. So they're limiting the fraud, and they're protecting voter ID, as in your plan, and they're trying to brainwash everybody into some sort of uh, situation that they think we're, we're racist and we're, uh, uh, okay. we're taking well, away voter rights. Okay, let's deal with right. this head
0: on. Let's deal with this head on. All right, Georgia, their new law allows 17 days of in-person early voting. uh, Joe's state of Delaware, which he has represented 5,872 years, uh, they have zero in-person days of early voting, none, zero. In Georgia, every precinct is mandated by law to have at least a drop box in one precinct that people can drop off their ballot. None exist in, in Delaware, and you can get no excuse Absentee or mail-in in voting in the state of Georgia, you must provide an excuse. In the in the state of Delaware, both states require voter identification. So then, how does Joe get away? I'll use their term with gaslighting, Jim Crow 2.0. Your favorite word, Matt Towery.
6: <laughs> well. Because they don't know anything about what they're talking about in Georgia. And let me just give a few other little facts here that that would be of interest. It's not just Delaware. For example, New York. New York State has a very restrictive law with regard to who can vote in an absentee in an election. If Georgia had just adopted the New York law, it would have probably cleaned up the voting system in Georgia. And then they could have turned around and simply said, well, we just adopted New York's law, one of the most liberal states in the country. Georgia's voting system is not restrictive. It is nowhere near restrictive. It's incredibly liberal. Even but Delaware is
0: restrictive, and he then goes out with Jim Crow 2.0.
6: Yeah, it's just, it's just unbelievable. And Let me just add one other thing here. I, you know, I don't want to re the election over and over again, but I'm tired of facts not getting out there. One of the things that President Trump talked about over and over and over again was the fact that the signatures for the envelopes for absentee ballots could not be uh, confirmed, and there there was an audit done in one county, but that county didn't have any problems. But Fulton County, the one that everyone was concerned about, and I think your listeners should know this, that county actually bought software that was supposed to take those signatures and make sure those signatures were correct against the state database. Guess what? They didn't use their own software. So you think, do you think naturally some people might have some questions about why Georgia law would have to be secured and made stronger when you have that sort of omission and the news media never reports it whatsoever and that's an absolute fact.
0: How come Joe Biden gets a pass on the issue of race, he himself having partnered with the former Klansman that's that that, that filibuster the 64 Civil Rights Act to stop the integration of schools and, and school busing because he didn't want schools to be racial jungles, Joe Biden's words. How come he gets away with that and then he can claim well, then you ain't black, or he can make other incendiary statements. My state was a slave state, or Joe Biden could use Jim Crow 2.0. How does he get away with his past record on race, John McLaughlin?
9: Well, what it, it's the double standard in the media. Plus, they're, you know, they, they, they lie about these things. They call us liars, but they're, they're not telling the truth. And the fact of the matter, Georgians are really upset that... Basically, they they took the Major League Baseball All-Star Game away from them because they improved their state laws to make to, to have honest elections. And they also the president of the United States, Joe Biden, called for a boycott of Georgia uh, by corporations. And the majority of Georgians uh, oppose that. And now and they're looking at Georgia, and they're saying, well, the state's 33, 30 percent African-American. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to drive the Republicans down to single digits. Because in the past, Governor Deal, my client, in in 2014, got reelected because he got double digit support from African Americans. Donald Trump improved his support among African Americans. And basically, what they did was they. They were the ones who didn't tell us the truth about these drop boxes that the state legislature never approved, the governor never you know, signed on to, the secretary of state signed a consent order that was brought by Clinton's uh, lawyer, Mark Elias, who was working for the Democrats in the last election. And they basically, you know, literally uh, enabled fraud to be able to get the ballots they needed uh, to win Georgia. And so they've legally won Georgia, and the people of Georgia have taken the election back from them and are, and are, and are putting it back in a place where, where Republicans can win again, and they're trying to stop us. And basically they, wanted, they want to railroad us with Stacey Abrams, who is not telling the truth and is going along with these lies. So they're, they're, you know, the, the people of Georgia are getting their backs up. Because they're being vilified while the rest of the country in places like New York, when when, uh, uh, Matt was talking about New York, New York doesn't allow voter ID. Basically, you can't ask. The election inspectors on Election Day are not allowed to ask you for voter ID. And there's 15 states like that. Where the Democrats have control, they want to do that with this this uh, corrupt politicians act. Take away voter ID, take away signature verification, allow non citizens to vote. That's what they're trying up in Vermont. They do that in parts of California, Maryland already. It's it's a. Uh, uh, you know the country's going to the country has to fight back. We got to protect our elections and our democracy.
0: Well, that's why that's why states need to do it now. The number one item, if you are going to be deputized and you want a chance at winning in twenty twenty two and four, is you got to get your state legislatures now to to absolutely put these simple integrity re- reforms in place. It's not complicated. I, I can't even even begin to fathom why people wouldn't support it. And the next thing you've got to do is stop H R and S R one, Matt Towery.
6: Well, yeah, and and, you know, back to the boycotts that that we just talked about, you know, most of these corporate uh, heads, they have no clue how elections really work in Georgia. They didn't know what the election reform in Georgia even did. And naturally, the national media has no clue. And I can speak to this as a longtime Georgian turned Floridian, but I still uh, have a company there and I'm involved in Georgia every day. And, And John is absolutely right. The people of Georgia are really beginning to get tired of being told that they are the corrupt state when in fact they are one of the most open states for voting in the nation. And as far as... Well, they do need
0: uh, to add signature verification, but that is a true statement, and this cost... Joe Biden and Stacey Abrams cost the economy of Georgia $100 million, uh, according to estimates.
6: That that gets to my point that, that perhaps the legislation didn't even go far enough, but at least it was a first step. Uh, The other thing I would say is the national – if you want to talk about a a, a big power play, it's this national law that's being proposed that would take away the constitutional rights of the individual legislatures and the states to set their own election laws in the first place. It's unbelievable that they can sit around and talk about Georgia and Georgia overreaching and use that as a a justification to overreach beyond even – anything, the anyone who knows the U.S. Constitution would ever consider as being a possible uh, means of us having an election. Right. It I've got our to... Our
0: thank you both, Matt Towery, John McLaughlin, Eight hundred nine four one. 941 shawn You want to be a part of the program. Uh, Ami Horowitz talks to Hamas leaders in the middle of this conflict. We'll give you uh, his read on it all as we come back and continue on this Friday. Quick break, right back. All right, this for the better This week has been the sounds of sirens and warnings to the people of Israel as they have been hit with around 1,500 now uh, rockets. Uh, By the way, the the Palestinians are actually thanking, Palestinian terror leader thanking Iran for the funds and the rockets used to pound Tel Aviv. Wow, pretty unbelievable. Israel fighting back and have troops now that have actually entered Gaza and uh, other things are happening as well. This is a terror organization. That is committed to the destruction of the state of Israel. You have some rioters that have torched a synagogue in Israel, and it's getting worse by the hour. Now, what is the response of Joe Biden? Uh, Yeah, you have a right to defend yourself. Gee, thanks, Joe. (laughs) Thanks for granting permission. I don't think they would have figured it out on their own. Thank God they don't have to wait for your help. By the time you have your warm milky and your sippy cup and are bed by 730, you know, God only knows, you know, where you'll be when the when trouble really hits. Um, And then we have this other issue. And that is the radical, virulent, anti-Semitic wing within the Democratic Party. We've chronicled this many times. The saddest part of this, Biden, Pelosi, Schumer, silent, silent, as you have squad members uh, like Congresswoman Presley, uh, who made who made You know, comments this week, Congresswoman Omar, Congresswoman Tlaib, Congresswoman, the leader of the squad, Ocasio-Cortez, has made comments. For example, let's go to Congresswoman Tlaib, and she's accusing Bibi of war crimes.
3: This is a person that definitely needs to be held accountable for war crimes. People need to understand. I'm not asking you to stand against, um, you know, the, 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 the various people there. But the leader there that is promoting this kind of violence that is leading to the continuation of killing of you know children and, and just the continuation of just the pain and the harm and the oppression uh, uh, and the violence towards Palestinians. That is that is something that has continued to be enabled and supported by this prime minister.
0: Then we've got Congresswoman Omar. Israel is using the guise of self-defense now. If you imagine for a second here, we had an enemy country of the United States firing 1,500 rockets into our towns and cities. And then we had the Americans uh, saying, no, that we're only fighting back under the guise of self-defense. No, that is the very definition, Congresswoman, of self-defense. Here's her.
5: And instead of condemning blatant crimes against humanity and human rights abuses, many members of Congress have instead fallen back on a blanketed statement defending Israel's airstrikes against civilians under the guise of self-defense.
0: Well, that's a lie, too, because these are targeted strikes against military targets as the the radical Hamas, leaders actually use as human shields uh, hospitals and schools to fire their weapons into israel that would be called the truth that's fact then the leader of the squad alexandria Ocasio cortez uh you know the u.s must acknowledge their role in the human rights violations against palestinians i have no idea what she's talking about see if you can decide
6: and when i saw those airstrikes that are supported with US funds, I could not help but wonder if our communities were practice for this. This is our business because we are playing a role in it. And the United States must acknowledge its role in the injustice and human rights violations of Palestinians. This is not about both sides. This is about an imbalance of power. When I first got here,
0: she actually is more right than she knows, because 40 days ago, Joe Biden opened up two hundred and thirty five million dollars to the Palestinians. Now, we've been to Israel. I've been to border towns. I've been in in towns where kids, they're not allowed to play outside because there's not enough time to get in a bunker. If, in fact, the sirens go off and a rocket is fired because of their close proximity to gaza so they have underground bunker playgrounds for kids in these border towns we've been to the police stations we've interviewed the police chiefs i've looked at the sophisticated rockets and weaponry with shrapnel designed to kill and maximize damage um, in border towns as well and the rockets are getting bigger and larger every year uh we've also been out with the idf you want to talk about helping The Palestinians, yeah, the money that Israel and the U.S. has provided has been used to buy cement, build sophisticated tunnels 60 feet underground because I've been in them and I've showed it on my TV show many times uh, where they then have electricity and cement and literally with monies and cement and electricity provided by America and Israel so that they can sneak into Israel and commit acts of terror against Israelis. That's very real, too. And that that happens. So, yeah, we are p- playing a role. Hamas's charter calls for the destruction of the state of Israel. That has never changed. Then you have Palestinian terror leader thanking Iran for the for the funds they're providing. <laughs> Thanks to Joe and Obama. Rockets that they use from Iran to pound Tel Aviv. Really? Who's the victim here? Now, over the years, documentarian, frequent guest of this program, Ami Horowitz, he's actually interviewed Hamas terrorists, been to Gaza like we have been there. And uh, he joins us now for a little bit of insight. Ami, welcome back. It's always a pleasure. Thank you, Sean. So you've talked to these Hamas leaders. We know what's in their charter, calls for the destruction of Israel. I don't know how you got out alive. You probably snuck in under the guise of something knowing you.
2: Yeah, you know, it's funny. When I was going up to meet um, one of the heads of Islamic Jihad, and uh, they're in the refugee camp of Janine, and we're snaking our way through these narrow alleyways. And my local fixer, he looks at me and he goes, uh, look, man, we are getting some hard looks. Maybe we should turn around. And I go, don't worry, man. I got my, uh, my scruff going. My mom tells me I look Palestinian. He goes, in Los Angeles, you look Palestinian. With Islamic Jihad, you look like Israeli really special forces. But yes, it was uh, scary, and we spent time with Hamas, Islamic Jihad, and the one thing they kept saying over and over again is they are looking for the day, inshallah. That Israel will be destroyed, and they hope they will be God's weapon to destroy Israel. They kept saying those things, and are their talking points. Their ultimate goal is not peace in any way, shape, or form. Their ultimate goal isn't the dignity of their own people, because they're the ones who are hiding all the missiles, and, and, and all the bombs, and all the weapon depots inside the schools, and the mosques, and the hospitals, and the kindergartens. They don't care. It's a death cult. They don't care about. Anything with, with, other than the exception of the state of Israel. Israel's fighting against a people whose entire battle plan is a war crime. We have to understand that, right? Uh, uh, you're talking about 2,000 missiles, 2,000 in just a couple of days, sent into a country, Israel the size of New Jersey. And, and, and by the way, I think it's important to note that Gaza is an extraordinarily dense place yet even though israel has bombarded this place which is so dense it has the lowest casualty rate of any army on earth by a factor of many even though the eu and the us when they when they bomb in afghanistan which is far there's no density at all it's it's, it's open areas there's a higher casualty, civilian to, milit- to, to militant rate. But Israel goes to great lengths, including knock bombs to make sure they understand that the next bomb is going to be a real one. Letters, cell phone calls to make sure that all these people get out. Having said all of that, right, having said all of that, you still have a, Democrat, a, a large part of the Democratic Party Who is demonizing Israel? Uh, You you had a quote from Ilhan Omar, who is a a professional anti-Semite, and whose side hustle is Congresswoman siding, siding with Hamas, siding siding with the terrorists. All the people of the left are siding with them. And and you know, look, my mother-in-law is listening. I love her. She's a liberal, and I'm going to say something which will blow her mind. Okay, that happens. Now it's a low bar, granted, but I got to say, I am actually impressed. That that Joe Biden and Secretary of State um, uh, Blinken, in fact, did say that we have to differentiate between what Hamas is doing, what Israel is doing. I actually, look, I know it's a low bar. I get it, but I'm actually okay.
0: I'll be honest. I mean, we often agree that that is just so low a bar that it's not even worth discussing. I mean, I mean, if you you've got a nation under attack, their sovereignty and existence now is in jeopardy before our eyes. That's not a question. That's that's not a, there's no bar there. That is just fundamental, simple, basic truth. If you're attacked, you get to fight back.
2: Yes, but but what we're seeing in real time is is, is a wave overtaking the a significant part of the Democratic Party uh, which has been openly anti-Israel. Right, The ascendancy of the Democratic Party is not the, the centrist. The ascendancy of the Democratic Party is this anti-Semitic, anti-Israel hate that we've seen. And, and, I, and what you, what you mentioned it before, and this is so important, that you see the people who used to be pro-Israel, right, and, and you see the Democrats who used to be pro-Israel, and they're sitting there quiet. Not saying a word and when the loudest voices in the democratic room are in fact the Ushia the Tlaibs and the Ilan Homars and, and and uh and AOC and the rest of the squad. Uh and this is look, Israel needs to be a bi it always it was for many years, but it needs to be a bipartisan agreement on Israel's right to defend itself and the importance of that. But we're not seeing that, and that is Deeply troubled. Well, you can't get to first this.
0: base with people that don't think you have a right to exist. You can't get anywhere.
2: No, no. What's there, to, I'm, there to, to discuss? I, I, I okay, agree. Okay, so Absolutely. the next
0: question I have is th- now, do, where did you tell these Hamas leaders you were
2: from? Well, without getting into too much detail, because obviously this is how I keep myself alive. But I have a, a persona that uh, that I have created that they buy into. Uh no, they would never talk to Ami Horowitz. I mean Ami Horowitz, they would they would say they want to talk to him and then they would kill me. So we, we gotta be very careful about how we, we deal with these people because they're not open to discussion. Uh, they, they they all they want is to kill and they made that they made that very clear during these interviews. They're not looking for peace. They're not looking for even again, I w I can't stress this enough. They're not looking for the justice of their own people. That's why they're hiding these weapons among their people. By by the way, that dozens of these missiles were, fell short and fell into Gaza themselves. So Gaza itself is under attack by Hamas, and they don't care because they're a cult of death, Sean. And by the way, I think it's also important to note that Israel's reaction to this is not only for Gaza and for Hamas, but it actually is a warning for Hezbollah. Because Hezbollah on the northern border in Lebanon has 150,000 more accurate rockets provided by Iran. Remember, the, remember that country, Iran, the one that, that, that Joe Biden wants to make a deal with and exclude these missile sales? But they have 150,000 of them, and this is a very important message to Hezbollah, saying, if you come after us, we are going back at you. I don't care what the international response is.
0: I don't think they should care. Hami Horowitz, thanks for sharing this with us. We appreciate it. Stay safe when you go over there. All right, as we continue, back to our busy phones. Don is in Iowa. Don, you're on The Sean Hannity Show. Glad you called.
1: Hi, Sean. Thank you for taking my call. I appreciate it.
0: Oh, thank you. you. It says you're a trucker.
1: I am a truck driver and a Marine veteran, and I have a bottle of brass polish that I'd like to send to Army. <laughs> he, uh,
0: okay. Well, let me ask you for... qu- <laughs> why you want to send that. Go anyway, let, let me ask you this. Um, you're a trucker. You get X yep. number of, I guess, you get paid by the by the mile you drive or the load that you bring. How much more that's are you paying correct. to fill up your your tank with diesel,
1: uh, Sean? It's easily a hundred dollars per fill-up.
0: Okay, so you're it, paying a hundred dollars more. Fill-up. Now, are you going to eat that? Is your trucking company going to eat that, or is that cost going to be passed on to the consumers?
1: Well, I fill up every day. Multiply that times the six days I'm out driving, and that's six hundred dollars a week. I'm now losing per annual uh, over last year's cost so obviously somebody has to pay that I can't pay it my money has to go you know take care of my family and so you know my, my uh, margin has to be the same every you know every year or I go out of business it's that simple so obviously we're going to pass the uh, costs on to the uh, brokers that are shipping their bread their milk their uh, car parts everything goes up because of that.
0: Well, I think people understand everything we buy at Lowe's, Home Depot, everything we buy at our pharmacy, everything we buy at a grocery store is because of you, because you bring it there and truckers like you. And, you know, okay. now you're under the added threat. You're going to be paying more for consumer goods yourself with inflation at its highest rate in 12 years than gas prices through the roof. That means the, the people that we were told were not going to have higher taxes are paying everything higher. Everything's going to cost more. Thank you very much, Joe Biden. Um, anyway, thank you, my friend. We appreciate you being with us. 800-941-SHAWN is our number. You want to be a part of the program. Quick break. We'll come back. News Roundup Information Overload Hour. When we come back, uh, we will update you on the pipeline closure and attempts now to reverse Biden's uh, signature closing down the Keystone XL pipeline. Straight ahead.
5: Up next, our final news roundup and information overload hour. All right, news
0: roundup, information overload hour, 800 Sean, if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, we're now being told it may be weeks until these East Coast states, 17 of them, are back up and, and fully operational and full of gas at gas stations now that we have, what, shortages in in all of these states at this particular point in time it's become a, a significant problem for many many people soaring gas prices on top of it just like other energy prices the, it's going to take a lot more money to cool your home this summer it'll cost more to heat your home in the winter time and none of it is good nor have we got an answer from biden if he knew about the ransom that colonial pipeline paid these hackers we're told five million dollars Five million dollars. We haven't gotten an answer in terms of what he's going to do with Vladimir Putin, considering we believe these hacks came from Russia. what What's Joe doing there? Why isn't Joe more supportive of Israel? Why isn't Joe standing up to China and Russia providing arms to Iran that they're shipping to Yemen for a proxy war? Why isn't he standing up to the Iranians providing the weaponry being used by Hamas and Hezbollah? Uh, What's Joe going to do on any of these issues? What are we going to do to prevent future cyber attacks that go to the lifeblood of our economy? And that is our energy resources. And now that we have both Jennifer Granholm and John Kerry both saying the same thing that the best way to to ship oil is through pipelines. Then it raises the question, well, why did he shut down the Keystone XL pipeline? Why is he now contemplating closing the Dakota pipeline and all other sources of energy, knowing that it's only going to put a burden on we, the people, that he said he was not going to tax higher? Anyway, here's uh, Jennifer Granholm and John Kerry both saying pipelines are the best way to move fuel. So this particular area of the
3: country, there. this is why we have um, doubled down on ensuring that there's an ability to truck uh, oil in, gas in, but it's, it's, uh, the pipe is the best way to go. And so that's why um, hopefully this company, uh, Colonial, will in fact uh, be able to restore operations by the end of the week, as they have said.
1: Isn't it true that pipelines are more carbon delivery efficient than trains or trucks or other forms of delivery, if you could answer just that little question. Yeah, that question. is true. I, I think that is true. But it doesn't mean you necessarily want to be adding another line when there are other alternatives. But is it better than train and better than not? Yes, it is. Thank My you. My judgment.
0: All right. Joining us now to get through this. Now, I understand many of you have asked, well, well what's happening? Why aren't we suing the Biden administration? Well, we are. And we've been bringing on various attorneys general from around the country and the lawsuits they're providing uh, we now have a lawsuit, this new group formed by former chief of staff of President Trump, Mark Meadows, and Steve Miller, chief speechwriter for the president. And they are, are suing the Biden administration on issues involving discrimination. Um, the attorney general of West Virginia, Pat Morrissey, is back with us, attorney general of Montana. Uh, and that's uh, Austin Knudsen is with us. And they're here to discuss what happened with Colonial. And what we're going to do about it moving forward, and is it possible that we can get the courts to intervene and maybe play a role in in reopening the pipeline, the Keystone XL pipeline? And more importantly, I think the bigger issue here is to stop the federal government and the energy secretary, you know, that is out there claiming that they have the right and all this broad authority uh, to use environmental reasons for shutting these things down. Anyway, both attorneys generals are with us. Patrick, we'll start with you. Let's talk about this lawsuit and where we're going with it and your thoughts on Colonial.
8: Well, Sean, thanks so much for having me on. And boy, every single week we see yet another Biden blunder and backward policy coming out of this White House. And the more we see what's going on and the consequences to the Biden policies, I'm becoming convinced this is an American last and China first Energy agenda coming out of the Biden White House, and I, I just can't help but think that the Biden energy policy is designed to eliminate America's energy independence. When you look at all the things they're trying to accomplish—to eliminate and close the coal-fired power plants, to dramatically shut down the use of pipelines, uh, to cut in half natural gas capacity—and then, of course, you're going to see the consequences with the price of energy. The gas prices are going to go through. The the roof your power bills if you're trying to pay for a family of four who knows what the price is going to be after biden policies are over but this week with the colonial pipeline something else hit home we know what the future looks like if the biden energy agenda gets effectuated it's the california blackouts we watched over years ago the texas power outages and the colonial pipeline fiasco where people waiting online we need to make sure we have so many different sources of energy and it's built in through pipeline and other modes of transportation so something like this can't happen.
0: Well, I agree completely. Uh, Austin, your take on it?
7: Oh, I think General Morrissey's got this exactly right. Look, Sean, we're, we're looking at a situation right now where parts of Atlanta are paying upwards of $10 a gallon for gasoline, and that's if they can get it. You know, this wasn't an issue four months ago. This wasn't an issue six months ago, and I think this is just indicative of what's going on right now in the country with Joe Biden virtue signaling to his, to his coastal elite donors. Uh, this we, we had energy independence. We had energy surplus. And now we're in a situation we've got shortage lines from one pipeline being shut down. And this is why 21 states have joined uh, Montana in, in suing on the Keystone XL pipeline. That's a huge pipeline project for the state of for the state of Montana and for the country uh, that would bring millions of gallons of crude oil into the U.S. to be refined in U.S. refineries and be provided to U.S. consumers. Uh, this is a no-brainer. And on day one, President Biden axed the project. He axed tens of millions of dollars in tax revenue to Montanans. He axed thousands of union jobs. Uh, and I think this colonial pipeline really shows us where his priorities really lie here. It's not flyover country. It's not folks standing in line, uh, waiting in line now for fuel. It really is his coastal liberal friends.
0: Well, it's the lifeblood of the world's economy, our economy. I mean, I'm an all-of-the-above guy. You give me better form of energy that's cheaper. I'm all for it. I have no problem whatsoever. Um, and I think eventually maybe one day we'll get there. But we're not there now and the fact that they so easily were able to shut this down. Then you have Kerry and you have Granholm both admitting that that pipelines, I mean, it's almost unbelievable the best way to move fuel, then why would we stop building them and take away high-paying career jobs with specialized trades that are not easily transferable? Um, Let me go to the broader question about this 19-state coalition, uh, Attorney General Pat Morrissey, that you've been able to build. You're trying to get the U.S. Supreme Court uh, to stop an appeals court ruling that would give the EPA pretty much unlimited authority to regulate pretty much every aspect of our everyday life. Rules that will devastate coal mining that will hurt uh, your state of West Virginia. Uh, Also, other states are going to be hurt. I mean, to, to the point where now we're talking about a serious impact on daily life and destroying people's incomes here.
8: Well, Sean, you're exactly right, and that's why that petition before the U.S. Supreme Court is so important. The EPA just does not have the authority to snap its fingers, act in an all-powerful manner, and eliminate fossil fuel. These are questions that are going to have to get resolved by Congress. But what you're seeing with the Biden administration right now through its executive orders and its regulations is they want to transfer a maximum amount of power over transform the EPA from right now being an environmental regulator into a central energy planning authority. I think that the case that we've put together to go up before the U.S. Supreme Court is correct, because it can't be the case that the EPA has virtually unlimited authority to push forward this radical agenda that has to be tethered to Congress and the Constitution. It's not And, Sean, I think that we're going to have some progress because back in 2016, when very similar issues were considered at the U.S. Supreme Court, we obtained the historic stay of the Obama power plant. I think people knew the implications then up at the court. I'm hopeful they'll know it now. But I'm telling you, too, the American people are going to begin to see what's going to go on when you look at the long lines that are in place. That is the future of Biden energy policy.
0: Yeah. And now, what about other lawsuits, and, and why does it have to be the, the Supreme Court's intervention here?
8: Well, in this case, it's the Supreme Court because we were just in the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals, and so we want to make sure that we reverse the decision that came out of D.C. that flowed from the old trump coal era rules and also building on some of the Obama clean power plan rules. The Supreme Court is the right body to consider it right now, because if they don't, you're going to have President Biden spend the next four years unchecked by the courts, and then the damage is going to be done. It won't matter whether we win in court if we don't get the court to consider it now. Everything's at stake now, because Biden will use this unchecked authority to do whatever he wants. That's why it's so critical that the court your case
0: now attorney general Knudsen. one of the problems is is getting the supreme court to take a case They they only are able and capable of taking a small percentage of cases that are presented to them uh this would be a case where i think they should be involved they they have they have an obligation frankly to be involved considering the economic impact of states and the broad sweeping Generalize freedom to to just with the stroke of a pen eliminate jobs and destroy industries.
7: Absolutely, Sean. I, I, I think that's why it's so important that we go through the process and get this case in front of them. Uh, it, it, you, you're right; they only take a small percentage of cases, uh, but this is a huge issue that's affecting not just Montanans, not just West Virginians, but you know people all over the country. And I, I think this is definitely one that the U.S. Supreme Court should take a look at.
0: Yeah. Well, keep us up to speed, gentlemen. It's important what you're doing that we get to the bottom of, uh, you know, stopping this Biden agenda, this radicalism. The war on energy It is going to be it's going to impact our foreign our national security because now we're no longer energy independent. It's going to destroy high paying career jobs. Uh, everything is going to cost dramatically more as a result of not being energy independent. And uh, I don't even think at this point it's incalculable to get to the number of in terms of an impact economically on this country because of these rigid, radical environmental policies uh, that Joe is adopting courtesy of Bernie and the squad. But we appreciate you both being with us. Hope you'll come back and update us soon.
8: Sean, thanks very much for having us on. And and you're right on the issue with China. This is going to give them massive strategic advantage on energy, on manufacturing, and ultimately on cornering the market on these rare earth metals, which are necessary for future growth. So thanks for having us on. We'll keep pushing away and
5: defending America.
0: All right, back to our busy phones. Joe is in Iowa on the Sean Hannity show. Joe, glad you called.
5: Thank you for taking my call. I listened to you at night. I listened to you on the radio in the day. And I look better a-
0: on radio, don't you think? Oh. I think so.
5: Oh, your hands, are handsome Irishman. <laughs> um,
0: it's called makeup. They make me put it on, but anyway, what's no, you, on your mind?
5: You, 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 you help the people. You really. Do. If it wasn't for you, they, they'd be having us. I don't know what they'd have us do. But uh, what I wanted to talk about was. Uh, who gave permission for the five million dollar ransom? I thought there was a federal act that you could not, you know, like companies can't be extorted. Somebody had to give permission for that. Biden sidestepped the issue yesterday, wouldn't answer it. I got two other points. We got enough natural gas. I got a friend that's a retired chemical engineer in the oil business, believe me, he knows his stuff, and he said we have enough natural gas right now for two hundred years. Now why aren't we using it? It's I've clean. seen it's estimates higher than that.
0: Not. I I agree with you completely and it's clean burning.
5: Why aren't we using it? Because the I understand the people that own the fuel business, they want to sell their product. I understand that, but we should be we should be on top of this. And one other point and I'll get out of your hair. Uh how come the Miss Clinton, Mrs. Clinton, you know with the uranium thing that that's treasonous when she sold it or gave that deal to uh Russia, and then they got fifty million in the Clinton Foundation. Then the FISA thing, the Comey thing, uh, and John Durham, the special prosecutor—you never hear anything. It's sidestepped. I know people that went to jail for ten years for stealing a carton of cigarettes and a twelve-pack of beer. Come on, it
0: is—it is frightening. I, I can no longer—I I no longer believe that we have equal justice in the law in this country. I know no longer believe that we have equal application of our laws. I have come to sadly conclude that we have a dual justice system, and if you're a conservative or Republican, then they'll throw the book at you for jaywalking. And if you're a Democrat or a member of the deep state, um, nothing ever happens. You're right, because we don't even have enough uranium resources as it is. We have to import uranium. But if I remember correctly, it was like 20%, you know, Rosatom is the, the name of the company, And Hillary Clinton was one of a number of people that signed off on this deal, allowing the, the, basically giving it to Russia, selling it to Russia. And these guys made a massive profit, and they've got to be laughing at how stupid we are. We even had an undercover FBI informant, Reporting back to our government everything that they were involved in, and that was bribery and extortion and kickbacks. We knew everything that was happening. Stuff that would put you and me in jail for the rest of our lives. And to answer your question, why does it happen? I don't know. It's sad. But I'll tell you, if it doesn't turn around, we're going to lose the country. This great republic of ours will no longer exist as we knew it. And that's a frightening thing for anybody to think about. I appreciate your call and very well informed as well, which does not surprise me because this audience is up to speed. Quick break, right back. All right, 25 to the top of the hour on this Friday, Hannity Nine East. And tonight we got a great show for you. Tell you about that in a minute. Uh, as promised, we're going to get to our busy telephones here. As we say hi to David, is in beautiful Alaska. Apparently, a commercial fisherman. Um, you know, one of my favorite shows. I mean, I I binge watch it often. Is I, I'm sure you've watched Deadliest Catch. Have you ever watched it?
4: Oh no, I work next to those guys on the boats. No I park way. right next to. I park right next to the Summers Bay and. Uh, a couple of the other boats are right down the dock from where I park at in uh, Dutch Harbor.
0: And what do you but, fish? Uh, what do you fish for?
4: I uh, pod cod. I catch Pacific gray cod. I also uh, long line halibut and black cod way out west towards the end of the Aleutian chain there. Um,
0: so, so and, you're you're going out in those dangerous and treacherous uh, waters as well, right?
4: Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, it's. You know, when you've been doing it for so long as I have, it's just—it's pretty much just another day at the office. But it
0: does—it's well, not. Know, I mean, I—I I know that they couple. lost a couple of fishermen, and uh, not necessarily fishing, but I mean, it's such a brutal life doing that. It's rough. Those waters are oh. rough. How, what are the what are the swells that you see?
4: Oh, the swells I've seen pretty—I've seen some pretty big seas. You know, I've seen 25, 25 footers. Um, they get bigger, but. You know, most generally speaking how the commercial fishing has changed over the years is that they've they've slowed it down to where you don't have to go out and fish in the big stuff just to keep everybody safe.
0: Well, so, to do the crabbing that they're doing on Deadliest Catch. I mean they're they're going right up to the border with Russia.
4: Oh yeah. You know, I used to work on uh cod boats where you fished right on the Russian line there and you'd see you'd see uh the Russian Coast Guard boats are all red and stuff and you look over there and you'd see them, tra- patrolling their side of the waters there. And uh, I was
0: me- I was messing with my son because I give him a hard time. And and by the way, he's doing great. He's got his own business and everything. And I'm like, listen, I'm I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. I I'm, I just invested. You've seen Deadliest Catch and he goes, yeah, of course, Dad. I've seen it. I, lo- I He loves the show too. And I said, well, I, I've been able to partner with the guys up there, and I'm going to send you up to Alaska, and I want you to, you know, do a season or two and. <laughs> And really get to know the business and and manage it for me, and he goes, yeah. he literally he calls me back, Dad. You're kidding, right? Come on, you're kidding. Dad, you know, Dad, you see these waves, Dad? I'm gonna be puking my guts out on that ship.
4: <laughs> well, it's it's not for the faint of heart, and uh, uh-huh. there's another. But I would I, I, I would fishing. actually there's like there's to try it myself if I wasn't
0: so old. I'd like to try it. I mean,
4: well, that's you dangerous. know, what? you better. Uh, it is dangerous, but it's just uh, it's just a job. You just got to be, you know, careful of what you do. Be smart. Do what you're told. Keep your mouth shut, and uh, get the job done. Because at the end of the day, it will kill you if you're not. Well, they safe.
0: call the newbies greenhorns, and so, you know, I would, Linda. What do you think? We should take like a week and go fishing. Go crabbing? Uh, I mean, how much dramamine do you have? I've,
3: oh, my God.
0: <laughs> you, Linda probably uh, gets sick
3: looking at him. No, I did. Listen, I'm going to tell you, first of all, I Best love your voice. All. Your voice. I don't know what you're doing in fishing because your voice is fantastic. But putting oh, that aside, okay. I mean, seriously, like, you want, I would catch fish with you just to listen to you talk. But in all truth, <laughs> oh I'm telling you right now. Sounds like
0: you're now, hitting on him, Linda. You know, be I easy might be though. hitting Calm on down him down a little
3: there. bit. But like in a friendly, well, my patriotic
0: wife might way. I not approve of that,
4: but but I'll take exactly. that as flattery.
3: I'm so. telling you right now. Tell your <laughs> wife she's a lucky lady. Your voice is fantastic. Uh, but my point is, I took one boat trip once in my life, and I am not kidding you. I get on this. I get on this boat. It's supposed to. It was in South Africa. It's supposed to be this beautiful. You know, I don't know boat cruise, whatever. We mm-hmm. get out there. They got 20 foot swells in the Indian Ocean. It's a hot mess. Mm-hmm. I was the only one on the boat. There was 25 people in there that took Dramamine because I get sick just looking at a boat. And honest to God, everybody on there, including the assistant captain, I guess you call him, everybody was up chucking yeah. off the side. I'll never forget it as long as I live. Don't
0: most yeah. new people on these boats, like I would assume you don't get sick anymore, do you?
4: Uh, well, sometimes if I take, uh, there's a I took a couple years off one time and I went back and I got sick. And every once in a while it gets big, big weather and I get out there and I'm just... On from home, I will get a little queasy in the head, and then you know, and then that'll be that. But and does
0: and most of your crew they get sick, you know, on a regular basis, or they do okay? No,
4: not on not on a regular basis. Mostly, I worked with the same crew for the past four years, so we're all pretty much on the same page.
0: Yeah, that, really? no, that's really helpful. Um, right. Here's my question: it Was when you're out there, I mean, you're really on your own. I mean, the Coast Guard. I've seen a lot of rescues on Deadliest Catch and and that fascinates me too one thing i've often thought about tell me if you think about this i don't I don't know if you're christian or not but jesus t- chose 12 apostles that were fishermen and said i'm going to yeah. make you fishers of men and right. you know everybody has this impression that if you say you're a christian that you're supposed to be perfect that's a crock because i would oh, imagine yeah. the fishermen in jesus's times are pretty much like the fishermen today probably swear occasionally might not, might notice pretty women occasionally uh might go to a bar when they get back and on land uh and have some beers and throw some beers back or other whatever and you know but but god shows you know the humble fisherman that works his ass off under brutal conditions every single day to feed his fellow man it's a kind of a cool profession do you ever think about it
4: i do i do think about it and it's uh taken me quite a few years to actually take it from uh, a living to be made to a profession, and I finally, after so many years of doing it, to being a profession and understanding how much uh, of the fish that I catch feeds the world. And, uh, it's it's it so true. How amazing. many pounds
0: do you catch a year? I, I know you didn't call about any of this. Forgive me. How many pounds do you catch a year?
4: Um, on average, well, we're just – I work on a small – a small fifty-eight foot boat, but we we catch about a million a year—a million, million pounds of, cod
0: pounds fish, of fish.
4: That's just and, codfish, you know. But there are other boats out there that do much better than we do. that catch, you know, five or six million or pounds. You know.
0: Now, and, why uh, won't you? Why won't you catch more? Because your boat's smaller.
4: Yeah. Well. you... Okay, I'll put it like this. We call our boat a grandpa boat, all right? It's kind of a retirement gig. The average median age on our boat is 38.
0: That's old in that business.
4: Yeah, you don't get old in this business. I mean, it's it's hard. So, I mean, I couldn't go work on one of those boats that are catching 6 million pounds. I got these 19-year-old kids running around that can work, you know, 24 hours a day and not break a sweat or whatever. And, And I'm just too old for that. So...
0: That's one and, you make, and you, But you do make a comfortable living. You know, it's, I yeah. will tell you, I get so emotionally involved in it that when they pull up the crab pots and there's nothing there, I'm like ready to throw my, you know, my, throw something at my television. I'm so pissed and annoyed because wow. it's it's not it's not a perfect science. You got to try and figure it out. Use your experience. And sometimes you strike out and, you know, there's 24, 48 hours of work for nothing.
4: Oh, yeah. You know, I go out there and I work 18 hours to 20 hours a day every day for three months. And uh, sometimes you catch them, sometimes you don't. But, you know, it's not just that, though. I mean, you got all kinds of outside influences of uh, the fish prices going down, the fuel prices going through the stinking roof, uh, and it really affects our bottom line and our living.
0: So yeah. How is it now with fuel prices for you guys?
4: I hadn't I hadn't seen the fuel prices in Dutch lately, but my home heating fuel prices went up about seventy cents a pound or seventy cents a a, a gallon. So you know, I went from paying five hundred five hundred bucks to fill up my fuel tanks to almost eight hundred bucks for filling up my fuel tanks. You know, yeah. and that's how I stay warm. That's how I heat my house.
0: And right? No man, that's brutal. ridiculous. And it's not like you can dictate the price of fish when you get back to dock, right?
4: No, you know the the canneries. They, you know, there's a big discrepancy with, between what you see the dock price between the sale price. You know, the dock price doesn't reflect the retail price. So, yeah. um, or, you it, know, we get we get like maybe a quarter of what what is the price in the store.
0: So, yeah. Well, listen, right. thanks for checking in with us. I wish you and your your crew the very best please godspeed on the on the on the open seas. Thanks for what you do to feed everybody every day and uh I will tell you you most people won't believe this. There's a lot of days I wish I was off fishing uh commercially with you than being you mm-hmm. know stuck dealing with these idiots in Washington.
4: Well, I'll tell you what sean i uh I gave you a call screener. A website that you could probably check out is the site that I have, that you could uh, see a, little, a few more different side of fishing, and uh, it's something I created for my brothers that that fish out there with us.
0: Oh, cool!
4: I'll take have, a look. Uh, some have passed and uh, and whatnot, but uh, it's you know I love what I do, and um, and well, if, I appreciate you lo- what listen. You do I,
0: there. I love what I do. I just wish I had a little less. <laughs> I wish there was less annoying. Um, right. But you know, I guess everyone, every profession. with yours is a profession, you know, you have your good days and bad days, and and you're making uh, pretty good money. Maybe we should partner on a boat. We'll call it huh? the SS <laughs> SS Hannity, and uh, you can run it for us. All
4: right, all right. Well, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see what happens. So,
0: all right, David. All right. God bless you. If you see those guys in Dutch Harbor, tell them Sean Hannity sends his best. Okay.
4: Okay. We'll do. Okay.
0: 800 941 awesome. sean our toll-free telephone number. Look at your face. You know I was going to go there because I can't help myself. I'm obsessed with these Alaska shows. I love them. I-, I wonder if I could ever, like, really bite the bullet and spend a year of my life off the grid. I wonder if that's possible. <laughs> what are you laughing at? What- what's so funny? Oh, my God. Are you being serious? I'm being. I'm serious. Hold on, because I need to attack. turn
3: my mic off. I have a lot of laughing to do. Like okay, wicked tuna.
0: Left. I love those guys. I'd love to go yeah, fishing with them It's fine one day. to watch
3: a show for an hour in your bedroom on your television. It's okay, another I, thing entirely to give up your cell phone.
0: Jeez, I don't. Well, that would be a little rough. But they have they have phones on the boat. Okay. <laughs> you don't think I'd make it. I'll what be over
3: saying. here while you contemplate.
0: <laughs> I I just I can't, I can't. I'm obsessive watching it or Light Below know, Zero or Wicked Tuna just, or I've Deadliest known catch. you
3: a very long time, and I think any of your close friends and family would say the same that I am saying, which is, it's fine for you to take a breather. And like an hour, but it's kind of like you, when you tell me I can't wait for vacation and then like four days into vacation, you're texting me like, so when we get back in four days, I'm like, Oh God, you, you just don't have it in you. You're even when you're off, you know, you're already thinking it, about when you're back. I just can't it, see you it's doing kind it for of, a year.
0: You know, I've actually been told by somebody in a pretty forceful way that, you know, that I, <laughs> I basically need to reprioritize my life because you know i'm a mess you know somebody know asked me a list of countries that i've been to and i'm like well i've been to israel and i've been to iraq and i've been to helsinki and vietnam and singapore well the first time like, you left
3: the country was was when we went to israel
0: yeah no i have gone uh, abroad a couple of times for like a vacation but i'm you're right and in three days i'm like ready to jump the walls
3: yeah that's not good is
0: it that's i don't think i'm li- I, living a balanced life
3: i don't so i should go I, fishing I for
0: a month and see how it goes
3: yeah. All right. Let's do that.
0: Okay. You're gonna come too?
3: Oh, No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh.
0: No fishing <laughs> Lea, for me, Lea brother. would love it. And guess what? He probably sure would. We have happy meals on deck.
3: Oh yeah, that uh, sounds great. Nothing like fried food on a rocky boat with some dead fish. Sign me oh, up. Man. That sounds
0: wonderful. No, I'm telling you, there's something. I look at these guys and I watch them and I'm I'm mesmerized by it. And then then they drop their pots in or they drop their lines in. They're not getting. Bites, and I'm getting as a viewer frustrated. It's like I guess people get frustrated if you have a dopey liberal on my show. See, the good thing about
3: this, we could send them some CBD distillery.
0: All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern, Kevin McCarthy, Steve Scalise, and now Elise Stefanik. That is, she has now taken the place of Liz Cheney. Uh, We'll have an update. What is the agenda? What is the future? How do you play defense? But more importantly, how do Republicans get their agenda on offense? We'll have the latest on the CDC lifting mask restrictions and the politics behind that. What is all this inflation? What do all these these moments in the economy mean for you and your family? 4.2 percent increase unemployment rate much higher than anticipated. On top of higher gas prices, higher consumer goods, none of it is good. Maria Barataromo will join us tonight. And we've got new footage, exclusive undercover reporting uh, on the dangers that are still going on at the border. Now a 20-plus year record high of illegal immigrants in April. Congressman Mike uh, Garcia and Steve Miller, 9 Eastern on Hannity. We'll see you then. Have a great weekend. We'll be back here on Monday. We'll see you tonight at 9.